Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. It isn't hard to do. Nothing to kill or Welcome. Or. That incredible intro, different than our usual intro, was presented to you by Gal Gadot and friends Jimmy Fallon, Mark Ruffalo singing Imagine. I'm sure that that has helped you in this trying time. Thank you very much to all the celebrities who joined in that singing. Incredible. You are, of course, listening to CoronaCast, Quarantine Live, Help Mommy, My Lungs Are Filling With Blood, I See Angels, the musical. We are here in quarantine, in self-containment, whatever. How are you feeling? I am your host, James Scrimetta, your conductor of the apocalypse. I've had a lot of people reach out to me, both for the 10 push-up challenge. Those messages were ignored. And also reached out to me saying, James, we need your podcasts. You have been the guy who has correctly predicted literally everything that's happened in the last three weeks. And I say, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Before I got on this podcast, we are filming live Sunday, uh, 9 a.m., March, who gives a fuck, in the year 20, doesn't matter at all. We're going to walk through this thing, guys. We're going to walk through, but before I got on the podcast, before I got on the podcast, I checked Instagram. And I swear to God, the first thing I saw was GQ. And you can go, this was seven minutes, this was seven minutes before I did the podcast. So it's definitely still up there. You can go look. GQ had a post that said, I'm paraphrasing now because my eyes were so filled with blinding rage, I couldn't remember it. It says something to the tune of, You were probably due for a haircut in February. How to let your natural hair flow. With a picture of Timothy Chalamet. In the past couple of podcasts, we mentioned how GQ was still posting pictures of Timothy Chalamet's big fit. And right before this podcast... I got to hear about Timothy Chalamet's natural, beautiful locks. Where to even begin in this podcast? Where to even begin? This is my third cup of coffee. And as you know, if you listen to the podcast, the third cup of coffee is usually the anxiety-inducing, heart attack symptoms, escalating panic cup of coffee. That may be number four for you, number two for you, number five for you. It's different for everyone. But everyone has that cup of coffee where you go from, hmm, I have some energy, to I'm dying. Hmm, I could go work out right now, to my heart is pounding a thousand beats a second. I'm going to die right here in my living room. That's usually the third cup of coffee for me. So... Depending on how long this podcast goes, we may show heart attack symptoms live on air for the first time ever. Ladies and gentlemen, 
I have been a bit reflective during this time. A bit reflective. And any time in my life that I'm face-to-face with our grim mortality, one of my lights went out in the studio, by the way, so if the lighting is a little different, one of my lights got coronavirus. I've had these lights for probably five years, six years, something like that. And one of them has fallen to coronavirus. So I'm down to one light, so the studio's a bit... The studio's holding on. Holding on. But anytime I'm faced with my own mortality, whether it's through the death of someone like Kobe Bryant, or a celebrity, or a family member, or whatever, or a global pandemic, I get a bit reflective. And so this podcast will mostly be reflecting on the impacts of the coronavirus, self-quarantine, the state of our universe right now, things like that. It's not necessarily going to be a dark podcast, but it's not necessarily going to be a light podcast. We'll still have goofs and gaffs and laughs and fun. Come on, guys. But would I play this to your five- or six-year-old child? Probably not. I probably would not. One of the... We'll go back to the to the song from Gal Gadot, which brought us into this podcast. Man, how hard has celebrity fallen? Am I right? Is there a group of people who look worse right now than celebrities? They're, they're on, the, two, the people who look the worst right now, across the globe, are Chinese animal market salesmen. They're not looking great right now. Their stock has fallen pretty severely. People do not like what they have going on. If you're in the sloth trading business in a Chinese animal market, if you make your bones by selling porcupine quills outside in a Wuhan market, your general reception rate right now, I would say is low. The other group that people don't like right now are celebrities. Celebrities, the curtain has been pulled back, ladies and gentlemen. Celebrities are the have, are what they are. They are false idols. Everything that you've put into these cucks, clowns, and simps has been for naught. Where are your heroes now, I say? Gal Gadot, Jimmy Fallon, Mark Ruffalo, Will Ferrell, all decided that in this time of need, and they're self-quarantined, and there are thousands and thousands of square feet sprawling estates with their millions of dollars, they decided what we need right now was a little song. A little, a little song. Jeff Bezos, where are you? Does Jeff Bezos know that coronavirus has even happened? Elon Musk, maybe, maybe quit trying to make flamethrowers and put Teslas into space and let's make, I don't know, face masks? Testing kits? Thermometers? Toilet paper? How about that, guys? I thought it has been interesting where all these celebrities, you know, like I think um, Ellen DeGeneres I saw was 
had a video live from her house. And it, it was interesting to see because without the studio audience, without the cameras, without the multi-million dollar audio equipment, video equipment, editors, writers, producers, makeup artists, wardrobe, stylist, hair, makeup, set. Without all of that, it kind of looked like trash. Now, of course, it was in a beautiful sunroom. Very classy. Much nicer than this studio. But you can tell these celebrities are not cut out for this. And can you blame them? These are people who have had everything handed to them. And I don't mean in life, but I mean just like Ellen DeGeneres goes to her show, the show is written, the show will be filmed for her, the show will be produced for her, the show will be cut for her, the commercials will be placed for her, there is no editing, she doesn't worry, have to worry about the white balance of cameras. Welcome to my domain, Ellen. Welcome to my domain, Stephen A. Smith, ESPN. I feel like Bane right now in the Batman movies. You are looking... At your competition now. You are looking at who was molded by this. No writers? I did 40 episodes of a Saturday Night Live weekend update from a spare bedroom. No million dollar video camera? I'm literally doing this with a webcam that I bought for $60 at Best Buy on a Best Buy credit card. I got 5% back. No multi-million dollar audio equipment? This microphone right here is my audio equipment. You're looking at it. It's in the shot. No set designer? Set designer? My walls don't even match in here. All you see is the gray one. You don't see the green one. Thank God. Interior decorator? That's my... Pink Himalayan salt crystal lamp is, is the only interior decoration I've done. And I, and I realize that if you're listening on podcasts, this may be lost on you. But you kind of realize that these guys who are celebrities, these movie stars, TV show, talking head, whatever you want to say, they kind of ain't shit. They kind of, they're kind of not worth it, right? Go, go to Stephen A. Smith, go to Ellen DeGeneres, go to anybody, anyone that's, that's uh, any of the ESPN people who are broadcasting from their home, from their from their living room. Go look at what they're producing go, and, and take a look at my channel. False idols, ladies and gentlemen. False idols. I, I do think it's funny how I saw on Snap Story, whatever the home pages of Snapchat when it has all the stories, I saw a Snap Story and it was, see how The Rock is staying fit during quarantine. And it was videos of The Rock in his multi-million dollar home gym that's connected to his kitchen. What they should do is take a look into my living room and say, see how James Scrimetta is staying fit during the quarantine. And it's me jazzercising in my boxers. It's me walking down the block. The other day I went running in my neighborhood. I went running in my neighborhood and the sprinklers were going in someone's front yard. And I ran through them. Not like in the yard. But they were turning into the sidewalk. I could have ignored them. I could have turned. I went straight through them. Why? Just to feel something instead of nothing. See how Chris Hemsworth is staying in shape. 
Chris Hemsworth's working out in what would equate to three gold gems that are attached to his house. See how LeBron James is practicing basketball while in quarantine. Live shot of LeBron James in his multi-million dollar full-size NBA arena that's attached to a swimming pool. Now, I'm not going to tell anybody you have to donate. I'm not going to tell anybody you have to do anything. But doesn't it make sense for these celebrities that instead of maybe singing, how about you donate $20,000 to the local mom-and-pop sandwich shop that's boarding up their doors? How about you come together? instead Instead of coming together to sing Imagine, how about you come together to collectively donate $500,000 to an entire city for masks and testing kits or thermometers or toilet paper or sent a $500,000 food donation to needy families or $500,000 worth of checks split up to make up the salary for the mom and pop laundromat, the bars, the restaurants, you know, those, those, that's what I think people expect the celebrities, the Jeff Bezoses, the Elon Musks, the Bill Gates. I think that's what they expect. And now that it's not happening, I think that the idea of celebrity is going away. The Rock recently had an Instagram post where it said, just try and get through this. And I'll get through it one shot of my new Terramana tequila at a time. You can also get through your quarantine one Terramana tequila shot at a time for $39.99 at my new Terramana tequila website, TerramanaTequila.com. Of course, he didn't add in the $39.99 or anything, but he made sure to tag Terramana, made sure to put the website. And it's amazing in those moments. It's amazing that they don't even know what to do. They don't even know how to act. I've seen some celebrities who are like, well, stuck inside. How about I, would anyone like to see me start a podcast? Well, stuck inside of my home studio. Would anyone like to see me start a Twitch stream? How about instead of starting a podcast, you start a donation train? And, and, and don't get it twisted. If you're starting a podcast in this, and remember, I started this podcast eight years ago. If you're starting a podcast in the middle of your quarantine, you're just giving us a live look into your mental collapse. You're giving us a live look into your contagion, into your panic, into your depression. Which, you know, to each their own. To each their own. It's a crazy time, ladies and gentlemen. Let me take you back, shall I? Let's put coffee over myself. Let me take you back to January 1st, 2020. You remember that, right? It was only a few months ago. A lot of you were probably out at the bar celebrating Jaeger bomb, Vegas bomb, thousand people around you. Who gives a shit? Bartenders, doesn't matter. Maybe you're at a strip club, dollars. Maybe you're at Waffle House. Maybe you're at a buffet, late night, pancakes, sausage, bacon. Bring me more. That guy just coughed on the tongs. Who cares? The next day, Maybe you'll go brunch it up with your friends. What are you going to wear? Denim jacket, black jeans. Are you kidding me? I know what you're going to wear. You're wearing a hat, aren't you? 
What color is the hat? Khaki. I know what you're wearing. After that brunch, you may go visit family, may go see some more friends, may go to the grocery store, grab some toilet paper, grab some necessities. They're readily available. Put on some TV. Ooh, a new movie came out. Maybe I'll go see that. Netflix. Ooh, a new series came out. Check Instagram. Kylie Jenner just posted something funny. Where is she? She's in Fiji. Wow. I'm super jelly. After that, probably go you know, make dinner. Quinoa, of course. Or quinoa, as some of my friends say. The next day, you have to go to work. Boss is riding you hard. Wake up. New year, new me. I'm going to the gym. Hot yoga, babe. I'm sweating. Don't worry, everyone else is sweating in here, too. Karen's over there sweating like a hog. After that, you go to your favorite juice place, get a big juice. Go home, take a shower, leave for work, go to Starbucks, Almond milk latte. Take a picture of it, put it on your Insta, get some likes. Dopamine feels good. Go to work, office, open floor, office space, hip, boss, maniac. Got some meetings all day. Whatever, just trying to make it to the weekend. A friend of mine's wedding is Saturday. We're going to rage. We're going to rage at the reception. I can't wait to get my hair did. Can't wait to go to the reception, dance all night, then go to the bar and repeat it all over again for the rest of my life. Flash forward two months later and literally every single part of that is gone. Waffle House, nope. Bars, nope. Weddings, nope. Workspaces, nope. Starbies, nope. Buffets, nope. Juice places, nope. Gyms, nope. Hot yoga, nope. It's all so different. And it's really crazy because we live in 2020. Absolutely the highest point of excess in human history. Social media bumping, dopamine out of control, buffets, excess food everywhere. You can go to the grocery store, you can go to McDonald's, you can go wherever you want and get fed. Homeless people are actually gaining weight. Workouts, you got boxes for CrossFit, you got gyms, you got home gyms, you got people working out in parking lots, you got all kind of stuff. Runs, cross, uh, Spartan runs, all that stuff. You can do whatever you want. Movies coming out all the time. No one goes to movie theaters, but you can if you want. Netflix, new shows coming out all the time. You and your friends can do, go do whatever you want. Online dating, Bumble, Tinder, swipe right, meet a match, whatever. You can go, you can swipe right somebody and meet them two hours later at the bar. Who knows, right? And in an instant, we were transported not just a couple steps backwards. We were transported to like 1980. We're, we're in the world right now where people's hobbies are digging out, digging out their old Game Boys. Pokemon Silver, Pokemon Red and Blue, back in vogue. More people right now are probably playing Pokemon Blue than going to Hot Yoga. And I was a Pokemon Blue guy. You got red, you got blue. I played both, but I like blue more. My starter Pokemon? Squirtle. 
I had a level 100 Blastoise. We could talk about that another day. But it's so interesting how people relied on so much. And we're so used to so much. And then we just got transported back to a time where, for some people that are taking this quarantine very seriously, they have not left their 1,000-square-foot apartment or house or whatever. And their hobbies probably include stretching, walking down the block. What food do they have at their house? I know right now, for me, my diet has consisted of eggs, rice, salad, like spinach, um, ground beef, or ground turkey, actually, not even ground beef, eggs, oatmeal, and that's it. Things like sauces, things like you know, gourmet dishes, those are not happening right now. What's happening is me making a bowl of white rice and putting a fried egg on top of it. I'm eating the same thing that Chinese rice farmers ate for lunch in 1860. I'm basically eating white rice porridge with an egg. And I'm loving it. People are... It's insane when you think about it. The whole world has pressed pause. The whole world has agreed to press pause. And now we're stuck to our own devices. We're stuck in our own worlds. We're stuck in our own universes. I'll tell you who the real insane people are. Are the people who are like waking up, setting an alarm, waking up, getting dressed, and like working from their house. But they're acting like they're actually at work. Like they're putting on slacks and a button-up shirt, tucking it in, and going on a group conference Zoom call. That is hell on earth. Get out of there. Don't do that. That is the worst. Those are the worst people. What really matters right now? That's that's an interesting question. And we're gonna we're bouncing all over the place now. The coffee's starting to kick in. So I'll try and reel it in. I'll try and finish a thought before I go on to the next one. I can already feel that I have the autistic eyes I talk about, the Rain Man eyes, where I'm looking all over the studio instead of at the camera. So if you're watching on YouTube, please ignore my eyes, the Dustin Hoffman eyes. <clears throat> but right now, we're transported back to like an Andy Griffith time where you wake up, sit on the porch, read maybe, stretch, <clears throat> go walk, do some calisthenics. So maybe some push-ups, some body weight squats. Probably the same workout your grandpa did when he was 26, before gyms existed, before people paid monthly gym memberships, when people just had two dumbbells at their house, and they did a set of 20 curls. Like, watch Mad Men. We're in the Mad Men universe if they never left their houses. You know, it's like, it's Mad Men, but we have Netflix. And that's really about it. We're eating pretty much the same thing. No one's really using a lot of stuff. Like no one's cooking these like insane dishes. Like I'm thawing out two chickens right now. Like two whole chickens. I'm just going to roast the chickens, cut it up, and just have chicken for the next week. I'm not doing anything crazy. I'm just eating to survive. People are kind of talking about using this time to do self-improvement. I'm a guy who believes in self-improvement, but this I don't think this is really the time. Like this is we're it's different. Instead of self-improvement, I would implore people to kind of reflect on what they actually bring to the table 
and what their life is kind of like and what they want it to be like in this time. Self-improvement to me is like, well, meditate, you know, maybe I'll travel. I want to be a better person. I want to like donate. I want to, <clears throat> I want to like travel more. I want to, I want to, I want to be more out in the universe. Well, that's not an option right now. Meditating probably is okay right now, but you may need to do other stuff like start a garden, figure out how to be self-sufficient. I live in South Mississippi. I live on a coast. I've had the thought of like, okay, well, I need to order a fishing pole and I need to start going and fishing because I need to go get fish, learn how to clean the fish, freeze the fish, and then I'll just have food. Once this pandemic is over, if it's ever over, I'm going to, I think a lot of people, I think you'll see a lot of people who will start to have gardens, who will start to hunt, who will start to fish, who will start to kind of do things on their own. I think you'll see a lot of people who will start to buy like a home gym and not even like a Chris Hemsworth home gym, just like a, yeah, I've got two dumbbells. I have a workout ball. I have a pull-up bar and a punching bag. And I just do that and yoga or something. You'll see a lot of people who are like, who are going to kind of start running, who are going to start riding a bicycle, who are going to start walking. Because what this, de- what this definitely has done also is it's forced you to realize that the government your workplace, the people you rely on, they really aren't there to take care of you. Think about this. This virus is the one of a kind. Nothing has ever stopped the world like this. And the what the hospitals and the medical professionals are telling you are if you get the virus, do not go to the hospital. I'm going to repeat that because that's an insane thing to think about. This global pandemic, now I'm not going to say this is the worst virus to ever exist. I'm not going to say this is, you know, the most dangerous thing that's ever happened. But right now it is the most insane medical situation because it's put the whole world on pause. And people are telling you if you get it, medical professionals are telling you, do not go to the hospital. Lay in your bed and sweat it out. Only go to the hospital if you are in such bad shape, we got to put you on a respirator. Don't take medicine. Lay in your bed and work it out. A lot of people's works, a lot of people's workplaces are putting them on furlough, are basically pseudo-firing them, paying them for, what, two weeks and then saying, figure it out. A lot of places work are making them come in still. How many people, you can answer among yourselves, how many people have been working this past week? How many people have been frustrated at how slowly their workplace has reacted to this? Now let me ask you, do you think you probably should still be there? If they treated you like this during this pandemic or however you want to phrase it, Do they really care about you? Should you be there? It's a real question. And I think a lot of people will reflect on that. Because right now, a lot of the things that we believe in, a lot of the things that we have held to a high standard, money, social media likes, celebrity, traveling, fame, uh, 
you know, outward appearance, stuff like that. A lot of that stuff that we put a lot of stock in right now ceases to exist. So now we're forced to kind of look into the mirror and say, well, what, what actually is my life? When left to my own accord, what do I fill my time with? Now, I understand if one of your big hobbies is like, I love going to CrossFit and I can't go to CrossFit. So it's like, I'm not saying that that's, you know, I'm not saying that that's a problem. But for the people who are like, well, I can't go to work, so I'm going to watch Netflix for the next 14 hours, for the next 14 days, until I can go back to work. Maybe, maybe this is a good time for you to reflect on what you're filling your life with. Because you're putting a lot into that work. And what is that work doing for you right now in this time of pandemic? The people who are out there stacking dollars. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But the people who are obsessed with that grind. What is that doing for you right now? And we will get through this pandemic. I think that this time right now is a good time to figure out how you want to come out of the pandemic. Me? What this has done for me is put me in a position where I'm looking around saying, I need to be more self-sufficient. I need to be more readily available or more prepared for these situations. And I don't mean stocking up on toothpaste and toilet paper, but I mean I need to have a freezer full of meat and fish. I need to have a garden. I need to have the ability to, to, to survive in those situations. If stuck into my own realm, I need to have stuff here. You know, I need to, I need to have maybe a, a treadmill here or something. Not a treadmill, because you can run outside. But like an exercise bike, or you know, you understand what I'm saying. I need to have more food on hand. I need to have more stuff in my house that I can prepare food. <clears throat> so I think that and, you know, it is a good time to wind down and kind of read. You know, if you want to do stuff, you've always said, "Well, I, I do want to read more." Well, this is a good time to probably read more. You want to, I want to learn another language. Good time to do that. I would implore you not to fall into the trap of just, well, I'm going to watch Netflix for seriously the next 15 hours. That's probably not a good idea. That's probably not healthy. That's probably going to turn your brain to mush. I think that you know the people who financially can, I think this is a good time to figure out, okay, well, what can I do financially to prepare myself you know, is this a good time to kind of look into my portfolio, look into my 401k, look into my stock situation? Should I invest coming out of this once the market bottoms out? Am I in a financial position to do so? Should I diversify? Am I taking a bath right now? Am I, actually, am I absolutely getting washed? Should I diversify a little bit so that the next time this happens, I don't get as washed? It's a time for a lot of that, you know, those thoughts. It's a time for that. It's an interesting world we're in right now. I'll tell you that. You're seeing people right now lose their freaking minds. I, I really, I thought it's been funny. I've, I've been in self quarantine for about three days, I guess. And it's a, it's a general self quarantine. Like I still leave the house and go to my parents' house. I go hang out with them. You know, they're kind of quarantined. I'm not going to restaurants. I'm not going to public places like that. I'll go outside. You know, I'm not like a strict in my house quarantine guy, but. I'm I'm kind of keeping it careful. If I do interact with other people, or if I do go somewhere, 
I do, you know, obviously wash my hands a lot. I don't touch my face there. I don't, t- you know, stuff like that. But, but a lot of people you'll see on social media, it's like, oh my god, I'm so bored. Day three of the quarantine. It's like, well, that's just a weekend. You know, if you're if you're bored on day three of the quarantine, that's just that's just the weekend. That's just Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Like you haven't even got to the quarantine yet. And since I have predicted literally everything that's happened in the world, whether it's been sports or quarantine or coronavirus or Timothy Chalamet or whatever, since I have predicted this entire thing, I will let me let me let me spend the last little bit of the podcast here talking about what I think is going to happen with the virus, with with the economy and all that stuff. The virus, I believe, will exist for probably the next six months. I think that the virus is slowing down, I hope so. But I think you'll see a trickle, trickle, trickle of cases for the next you know, six months or so. And then we'll, then we'll probably go back to normal as far as, okay, the virus is now, we're talking, uh, impacting one or two people in a whole city versus you know what it is now. I think that the economy is going to bottom out once the unemployment rate hits. So if you've been listening to the podcast, you know I live in a place with a bunch of casinos. Those casinos are shut down for at least 30 days. They'll probably be shut down for a lot more. Down here, we have like 15,000 people who work at those casinos. Let's say half of them get laid off because the casinos just are open for six months. They can't hold on to people. So let's say you have now like 7,000 people, 8,000 people in a small area, 8,000 people in a, in, a, in a general area of probably 100,000 people. You know, that's, you're, you're getting close to a 10% unemployment rate. What do those people do? Now you extrapolate that out to places like New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, whatever. That's where we'll see this, this huge bottom. Disney World is a good example. Disney World stock traded at about $110 before the pandemic. It's now trading in the mid-80s. Disney World has been closed for, what, six days? When do you think Disney World will be open again? Do you think people will be riding Space Mountain in the next six months? I don't. So what's Disney World going to look like when it hasn't opened in four or five months? What's, what, are, what is Las Vegas going to look like when those casinos haven't been open for three months? What are cruise ships going to look like? What is that industry going to look like when a cruise has not happened in ten months? So as all that happens and that wave of unemployment rises, I think that's when we'll see the economic bottom. Once we see that economic bottom, then we'll realize we're kind of on the upward trend. You know, once it hits the bottom, it has to go up. The United States is not going to fall apart. The United States economy is not going to you know, turn into Venezuela where people are eating dogs and cats in the street. It's going to be a really trying time. I would guess it's going to be pretty similar to the Great Depression where you know, unemployment is so high. People are certainly struggling to survive. There's going to have to be obvious aid, food shortages, you know, homelessness will probably go up. And that sounds super dire, but this is a super dire situation. And even if the virus itself, and that's kind of what we said on podcasts before, is that the virus isn't really the problem. You know, catching the virus isn't a problem. It's just that the fact that you can't go to these things. You know, just like I said earlier in that example of January 1st, 2020, and how all of those things don't exist, when do you believe the next time that you'll be able to go to your CrossFit box? Okay, well, all those CrossFit boxes aren't owned by a huge corporation, those mom-and-pop CrossFit boxes, those places who are owned by two dudes in their mid-30s, those places will have to shut down. 
then what? The unemployment is going to be the problem. The unemployment is what scares me more than the virus. Sports. I mean, you look at sports. When is the next time? So football season starts in September. As you know, if you listen to this podcast, I'm a big New Orleans Saints fan. I go to almost every home game. Do I believe that I'll be at the first Saints home game? Do I believe that that'll even happen? It's hard to imagine being back to that universe where you can just go to a sporting event with 100,000 people packed into a stadium. It's hard to imagine that universe. It really is hard to imagine doing that. And that's in September. So if that's not happening at that point, we're not going to see the rest of the NBA season. We're not going to see where obviously college sports are canceled. When is the next time you believe you'll see, you know, students in classrooms? Not until probably next school year. So what's that look like, right? The the date that they're giving us is like April 17th for schools, like, like elementary school, high school, stuff like that here. April 17th. There is no way in two weeks, three weeks, we'll have students in classrooms and teachers in classrooms. There is absolutely no way. So what's that look like? It's really hard to picture the future. It's really hard to picture the new world that we're going to be living in. And I think eventually we will get back to that normal. We will get, you know, once the virus is gone and we can we can just start to do normal things again. But I don't know when that will be. It's really hard for me to imagine a cruise ship. It's really hard for me. And I traveled a lot. Again, I mean, we had multiple podcasts from hotel rooms. It's hard for me to imagine getting on a plane. You know, it's hard for me to imagine going through the Atlanta airport and just grabbing a bite to eat at Five Guys, you know, grabbing a burger, going through Starbucks. I haven't gone through Starbucks in probably a month because I don't want people touching my coffee. I don't want people making me stuff. You know, I I mean, I, I don't know when the next time I'll go to a restaurant is. I don't know when the next time I'll go to a Chili's. Like, imagine that. It, th- those little bitty things that we took for granted. Imagine putting a basket of chips and salsa on the table and you and four friends digging into the same chip basket, dipping it into the same salsa cup, then a waitress taking your chips and salsa, taking it off to some other place into a kitchen, bringing you back a new basket of chips, picking up your drinks. It's hard to even fathom that happening anymore. And three weeks ago, a month ago, that was a normal way of life. Imagine going to a casino and playing blackjack, and a dealer taking your $100 bill, another guy's $100 bill, not washing his hands, dealing you cards, you putting chips on the table, you're sharing chips with people, the cocktail waitress walks by, she picks up your neighbor's vodka soda, puts it on the same tray as your vodka soda, maybe the glasses hit each other, who knows, she hands you your vodka soda, she grabs a chip from this person as a tip, like, that all sounds insane. And that was the most normal thing ever a month ago, right? Like I said, a Saints game, a sporting event, a college basketball game. You go there with 50,000 people. You're all eating open air. Just You're eating nachos next to this stranger sitting next to you. You don't know where the hell he came from. You know, your nachos are there. He sneezes, whatever, who cares? Like, It's really hard to imagine that universe. And that is our, that's what our life has been. So you have to ask yourself when you think that those social norms will happen again. And when you really think about it, it's probably pretty long. So then you think about, damn, how, how, is, how is Disney World, how is Carnival, how, how are these places going to exist? 
How is Caesar's Palace going to exist? How much money are they going to lose if they're not open for six months? What's going to happen to all those employees? And what jobs do they get? There's no jobs right now. No one's doing anything. The only jobs you can get right now is like being a firefighter. There's no jobs. What jobs do people rely on when they can't find a job? Waiter, waitress, right? Those don't exist. So if, if, you're, if we have a mass unemployment, what the hell are people going to do? You, know, you wonder, do they turn to just old school trade? Do they turn to being a plumber, an electrician, infrastructure, stuff like that, that people, that it stays open? Do we turn, do we, does the clock turn back that much to where we have a huge wave of, of people going to industry? A huge wave of people doing that? What does the future look like? And I'll tell you this too. Not, you know, companies that are working from home, just because you're working from home, these companies will realize really quickly who they don't need on the books. If they're not open for six months, and you're working from home doing Zoom meetings, catching a check, don't get too comfy because if I was those CEOs, I'd be looking at my bottom dollar six months down saying, well, we need to trim some of this, and I don't think we necessarily need this person who hasn't done much for us in the past six months since, I mean, you know, we're working from home, but they have literally done nothing. So... It's 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 a it's a nerving it's a very nervous time right now, and you know if you've been listening to the podcast, you know I bought a stand stand up paddleboard and a fly fishing rod a couple weeks ago, right before the pandemic, in a drunken champagne Sunday um, euphoria, and it, it that that feels kind of dumb right now, you know, right before a global pandemic, right before probably the rise of unemployment levels that are unimaginable. Right before all that, what do I go and do? Spend my last couple of dollars on a stand-up paddleboard. Right before the entire U.S. dollar collapses and we're using bottle caps for currency in, in an apocalyptic hellscape where people are, you know, have toiling their own soil for lettuce, trying to plant their own gardens, eating squirrels and rabbits out of the trees for sustenance. And what do I what do I go and do with my last couple of dollars? Go buy a stand-up paddleboard. Not a good timing there. Not good timing there, to say the least. As far as the podcast goes, we're going to keep pushing out content as much as possible. Um, I'm home, so I'm going to want to keep pushing this out as much as possible. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, let me guide you through this. We have... You know this this podcast obviously sounded very negative, very dire, and we're not sugarcoating things here. We're generally kind of just we're kind of just holding your hand and walking you through this whole thing. That's pretty much how we're doing this, and you know we're going to touch on some things. Pretty much, this will be the Corona Cast, the Quarantine Live, how whatever you want to call it. Because other topics just do not matter. Bottom line, you know, football, sports don't exist. They probably won't exist for months. Again, pop culture. Pop culture is your living room. Ain't no pop culture, brother. We're all in this together. But that's enough of this podcast. Uh, Thank you for listening. If you stuck through this whole thing, 
um, and have not killed yourself, well done. I'll have to listen back to this, and hopefully I didn't go too heavy for you ladies and gentlemen. But sometimes, sometimes we just have to go with the way that the world is going. Uh, coming on here and telling some knock-knock jokes probably wouldn't have worked out. Quit tagging me in 10 push-ups. Please quit tagging me in those. Um, I'm not going to film myself doing 10 push-ups in my living room. I'm not hitting rock bottom. I'm not allowing myself to hit rock bottom yet. Ladies and gentlemen, read books, learn a different language, walk, run, exercise, get some sun. Do not watch Netflix for 30 hours. Do not do that. But also on the same token, do not wake up. Do not set an alarm. Wake up. Put your makeup on. Put some slacks on. Put a button up. Do not do that if your company is making you do Zoom meetings Take a long, hard look in the mirror. Good God, that is rock bottom. I can't even imagine that. You talk about out of touch, doing a Zoom meeting or something right now. My God, sheep city, someone called Babe, because the sheep are running amok. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the James Scrametta Show, the best podcast on earth. Look around, look around. Ellen DeGeneres, Stephen A. Smith, who the hell ever, these talking heads filming from their living rooms can't keep up with me. I've said it once. I'll say it a million times. We are doing what other people are afraid to even attempt to do. This truly is the best content that you can find, especially during this time. Thank you to everybody who has texted me and who has asked for more content. Thank you to everyone who is um, supporting the show. Please, as as uh, weird as it sounds right now, share the show. You know, if you're listening, put it on your Instagram stories. Tell your friends that this is what they need to be listening to through the end time. I really do appreciate it. Um, over the past however long this decade that we've been doing content, even if it's five people, if it's ten people, if it's twenty people, if they're listening, if they're watching, we will produce content. Um, so thank you very, very much, guys. I appreciate it. Stay safe. Wash your ass. Wash your hands. And I'll probably see you tomorrow because we're going to be pumping out these podcasts as until the uh, until the true apocalyptic hellscape continues and I literally lose power and have to fend for myself under the bridge living in a sea of homeless people. So thank you guys. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday or Monday whenever you listen to this and I will see you later. Wash yo. You may say that I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you will join us, and the world will live as one. Imagine no possessions. I wonder if you can. No need for greed and hunger, brotherhood of man. Sharing all the world, you. They may say that I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us. And the world will be as one.